0: Jason Wilde. I'm not in a motion for with my Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason?
1: Is on Rutledge and Hamilton.
0: I don't know if I will go as far as you will.
1: With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Good. <laughs> presented by Coors Light. We are thrilled to be joined by Jason Wilde. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton with you. We're live at Nakoma Golf Club. Here in Madison. We were out here for the Revive Restoration Golf Outing to fight cystic fibrosis. Uh shout out to the Revive team for raising money to fight that terrible disease. And uh they we were a golf ball cannon out here. They did. Always oh, fun. Two hundred and seventy five yards. Is that what you call yourself now, Matt Hamilton? Golf
2: ball shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred and
1: seventy five no. pound golf ball shooter. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> Matt <me>. Hamilton. <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs>
1: You'd be a little overweight for the for the curling team, there, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Maybe Jason Wildy, you are fresh off of hearing Coach Lafleur speak. Uh, I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, what uh, what came of the uh, the press conference with Coach Lafleur? Not a lot of answers
0: about David Bacciari. That's for darn yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, Were you hopeful? Uh, I, I, he doesn't. Well, uh, we had we had a plan. Uh, I I feel like. Um, the Joker in The Dark Knight. You were a schemer. You had plans. Uh, and then they were foiled. Uh, so, Samovsky asked the first question. And then I was going to come in with the second question. And then we're going to see how we could get a third question in before he shut it down and we were uh, unsuccessful. So, Rob asked um, if Bakhtiari not playing was related to the game being on turf. And LaFleur said he did have some swelling, but it was not a very convincing answer. So I just put it out there. I just said, Matt, are you saying that if the game would have been played at Lambeau Field on grass, they would have played or not? And he said, Well, he did have some swelling, so I would assume not. But again, not very convincing. And so, and that was it. He's like, then somebody else started to ask a question. He just shut him down. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And to me, the next question, which was not me trying to ask it because I wasn't quick enough, but I wanted to get to it, was Rashid Walker, who did start at left tackle for the Packers on Sunday in Atlanta, told us today that David Bakhtiari told him that he was not playing Saturday and that Rashid had to be ready to start. So Bakhtiari, this is a little bit like uh, Ferris Bueller. My best friend's cousin's girlfriend's brother's sister saw <laughs> Ferris pass out of 31 Flavors last night. So if Bakhtiari told Rasheed Walker that on Saturday that he was not going to play, then when did Matt LaFleur find out from David Bakhtiari that he wasn't going to play? Did he find out on Saturday? Did he find out? On Sunday? Did he have no idea until they had to put together the inactives? And David said, I can't go. Uh, Was it Professor Plum in the conservatory with the (laughs) rope? Was it Colonel Mustard in the study? Like, I still don't have the answers I want. And maybe that's by their design. But, you know, I feel like honesty still is the best policy. And if if you went into this saying, look, David's knee is never going to be the same. And so what we have decided to do is to play him on grass surfaces and plan to play somebody else when when we play on turf. And apparently I was wrong, and I apologize to our State Journal readers because I didn't realize this was possible, but the Carolina Panthers went from grass to turf. At their stadium. So the Packers have four games left on turf. <laughs> at Detroit, at the Giants, at Minnesota, and at Carolina. So I, I find myself asking if if the Packers just flat out came out and said, look, his knee's jacked up. We're going to take as many games from him as we can, and we're not going to play them in turf games. We're going to play somebody else. I wonder how fans and how players on the team – would accept that and i don't know the answer to that.
2: Yeah, i feel like that you could definitely start off a little animosity there amongst the team or yeah, i think yeah. that's a dicey game to be to to be telling everybody like, yeah, this guy who's been on the team for a while doesn't have to play on turf and he doesn't he doesn't have to practice right. the usual practice. We only take the corvette out on Sundays, so let's not worry Rashawn about it.
0: Gary played Rashawn
2: Gary played. He's a lot more recently
0: injured his knee, and he doesn't have a long-term contract uh, done. He's, He's planning on the one year. Yeah. So you know, I I don't know, but Matt, as you qualify for the Olympics, I think you should just say, look, Schuster or whoever, <laughs> I'm only gonna I'm only gonna participate on clear ice if the ice is not clear to the from top to bottom and it's it's murky white. I'm not I'm not. I'm not sweeping. I'm not throwing the stone. I'm just sitting out. See how that goes over.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, we'll see how my fans like that uh, take too. I'm sure they will go over really well.
1: You know, Jason, with this the grass thing, um, and I I swear I saw an ad too. That Dave Bakhtiari is also promoting a, a grass seed company. So like, it seems a little dubious. But like, is is he outsourced in in out like outlandish or like out of the step with the rest of the players and his? burning hatred for turf, or is it everyone adding David Bakhtiari 11 right now? Because he just seems like he just hates anything that's not natural grass.
0: I don't think anybody's uh, quite at the level he's at, but I think they are largely unanimous that um, they would like grass fields. Um, Now, whether or not they are as militants, as David Battiari is, is another question entirely, and I would say no. But, look, here for me, and, and I will commend David on this, he has found the talking point, in my opinion, that is supremely convincing. And that is comparing it to soccer. Now, look, I, I enjoy soccer. Uh, I'm more of a U12, U13 girls soccer fan because of Sydney's team. I don't do a lot of, uh, you know, Arsenal or Manchester United. Uh, I do like Bayern Munich, but I'm not Mr. European Soccer. But the fact that three things. One, the Green Bay Packers went to London last year and played at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And Tottenham Hotspur took their grass field out so the NFL players wouldn't ruin it for their soccer team and put in an artificial turf field for that game. That's point number one. That would piss me off. Point number two. The field on which Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles was MetLife Stadium, which was artificial turf. But for a July 22nd friendly between Arsenal and and I probably need to look this up or maybe Wooly can, whichever Manchester team was there, United or City, I'm not sure which. But whoever it was, City. they took the turf out of like Stadium and in for a friendly for an exhibition game. And then have the Jets and Giants playing on turf. That's point two. And point three, as David keeps pointing out. The U.S. is hosting the 2026 World Cup, and a host of NFL franchises, stadiums, are hosting games, and they are artificial turf fields that are being removed for grass fields for the World Cup. If it's important enough to do for soccer, then it should be important enough for the primary inhabitants of those stadiums to play their games on grass. And the fact that they don't, and it's because they want to be able to have Taylor Swift and Ruth Springsteen and Ed Sheeran playing at uh, MetLife Stadium, That's they, they have a very legitimate argument on that. And I, I don't have any problem with them that, but my problem is if I am a player and my franchise left tackle is picking and choosing which games he's playing in and which games he's not playing in based on the surface on which they are being played, um, I'm not sure that I'm on board with that if I'm his teammate.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I'd be on board with that either. Jason, we asked some a poll question today about who is to blame the most for the Packers blowing the 24-12 fourth-quarter lead against the Falcons. We had the offense, defense, Lafleur slash coaches, and then missing players. I'm a little flabbergasted by – the results that we have so far, but I'd like to hear what your take on it is. Well, tell me what the results are so far. So right now in the lead, it's defense at 51%, lafleur slash coaches at 30%, you have missing players at 12%, and only 7% of our listeners are blaming the offense, which I think is And you are flabbergasted because I think it's the offense. That's my number one reason the Packers did not win that game.
1: And I just think
2: because the Packers doing so – and now, mind you, we said who's to blame uh, most for blowing the 24-12 fourth quarter lead. So fourth quarter. The Packers were pretty good in quarter one, pretty good in quarter two, really good in quarter three, pedestrian at best in quarter four. Six passes, zero completions, no first downs. That team – Never – their defense was on the field for the entire fourth quarter. And I don't think you can blame the defense when your offense can't give your defense a breather.
1: Basically, all they need to do, Jason, was get one first down, and the
2: game's over. Potentially, yeah. That, yeah. That, I don't we're, know. So I'm just curious, curious uh, where your head's at.
0: Uh, first of all, I didn't realize you and Joe Barry were related. So <laughs> it's nice that you're standing up for your uncle. Uh, secondly, <laughs> uncle, D- uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Uh, secondly um, – that's not uh, pedestrian. That's god-awful. Okay, thank uh, you. <laughs> that awful, right? I mean, it's
1: pedestrian, that was polite of you. But I said, and, like, and, you know, Matt, Matt sometimes like a kid. I said that word, like, three times during the show today, and Matt was just trying it out. So Yeah, I was just he, trying yeah. it on.
2: see how it fit. It doesn't driving. really, yeah. didn't jive, didn't jive <laughs> with my It didn't vibe. fit there, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Context, uh, Matt, it's all right, yeah.
0: It's fine. I I, I I appreciate you expanding your vocabulary, even if you don't use the word correctly. <laughs> um uh, look not and 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 I have been uh very honest about jordan love is has been better than after two games than I anticipated him being uh I feel like he has uh advanced more quickly than I anticipated him doing so i I still think that there are more growing pains to be had, but the way he has looked through the first two games has been. The way I expected him to look around midseason, I expected him to have thrown a pick by now. I expected him to have some uh, not-so-pretty possessions. And through seven quarters of the season, he had not really had anything remotely resembling that. And so I think he deserves a ton of credit. But that fourth quarter was abysmal. I mean, not only uh, on the first drive of the fourth quarter does it end in a punt. And that was a good thing because what it could have ended in was an interception because he hit that uh, at the defensive back right in the chops with that pass from Malik Heath. Oh, like yeah. that should have been an that interception. Be okay. Yeah. So there's that, there's that throw. So he's 0 for 2 on that possession and they punt. The next one, and I know people are killing the floor for it, but they go three straight runs with A.J. Dillon. Five yards pretty good. Four yards, still pretty good. Third and one, got to get it. Trips and falls, doesn't get it. Wasn't well blocked either, but I think if he keeps his feet, even despite Royce Newman blocking the same amount of people on that play as you two did, which is none, <laughs> uh, I think he I think he might... And, and Royce played pretty well. I want to be fair to Royce. I was just going for the joke there, but filling in for Elton Jenkins, I didn't think he'd play poorly. Um, but if if AJ keeps his feet, boom, first down. So that's another series that fails because then on fourth down, we have the quarterback sneak that wasn't. Where well, no, the it call was just so in, the, sneaky it fooled the center. <laughs> uh, it, and and look, these are what this is why asking games asking questions after the game is important and getting clarity is important because you know I think there were people that thought well they were just trying to draw him offside. No siree. That was supposed to be a Jordan Love sees what the defense looks like, decides whether or not he believes he can get the first down on a sneak. He says a code word and Josh Meyer snaps him the ball and he dives forward to get the first down. And that code word causes a, the ball to be snapped and B for the lineman to block. And according to Jordan Love, he said the wrong word. Now, the code not sure word how that happened.
2: Don't snap it.
0: <laughs> Oops. It's like the y he said the Wi-Fi password or something right. instead. Hashtag go go. But whatever the code word was, either they didn't hear it or he didn't say the right one. Again, lack of clarity. Exactly. He says he said the wrong thing. <laughs> whatever it is, he goes to—he goes to, to do a quarterback sneak, and the ball never gets snapped to him, so he dives without the ball, right? So that's a penalty, false start. They have to punt. Can we then the final out? drive.
2: Oh, sorry. I don't
0: know. I don't know what I, I, I did not. I, I got to talk to Jordan very briefly as he was walking out today. I did not get to ask him that question. Yeah, I so want then to know what his, drive,
2: quote, his safe word is with his center.
0: Yeah, that's a that's more uh, just out. a little deeper into his uh, personal life than I'm willing to go. But then the final drive, right? Like, oh my God, how badly! And I understand he's at a different point in his career than Rodgers was uh, last season. But we would be roasting Aaron Rodgers for going 0 for four uh, without completing a single pass, with a chance to basically drive 40 yards and set his kicker up for a game-winning field goal, right? Yes. Like it, it, you, 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 you're you're still a fourth-year player. You're still an NFL quarterback. You
1: would like to at least get one completion. Maybe well, I'm it, not saying that you're. Go ahead, Jimmy. Well Jason, that's what I, I that's what I'm kinda glad with today is that you know how a coach will tell you, and this is not the Packers coaches feeling this about Jordan Love, but this is how Packers fans seem to be holding uh, Jordan Love. They're in that honeymoon phase, but it's like this idea of, like, hey, when I truly care about you, I will criticize you when you do bad. And I don't see any of Packers fans being like, hey, man, Love's got to, you know, be on the same page as Reed and get one first down in the fourth quarter and not airmail two throws and go 0 for 4 and not gain an inch, gain as many yards as Aaron Rodgers would have gained with a bum Achilles out there. Like, <laughs> You've got to do more than that. It's okay to say that without saying Aaron Rod- that without saying Jordan Love is bad. You can say that was bad of Jordan Love and also say right. Jordan Love's got a bright future, but nobody is willing to say it because I don't think people have real expectations for him because otherwise yeah, they're not holding I'm him accountable.
0: The, right, and then I'm the jerk who says that, right? Like, Tosh and I got into it pretty good last night and then again on the show today because I, I can say that he's been very good and not say that he was awesome. You can't say he was awesome. When you go zero for six in the fourth quarter, like you just you can't. And and I and and this is not. I'm not saying this to Tausch. I would say this to all Packers fans. Like the way you phrased it is actually quite good, Jim. Like you know, if you can you can be supportive of him and root for him and believe in him and think he's better than you anticipated him being at this point, and all those good things, and also be honest in your assessment that that wasn't good enough. Like, this idea that he needs to be treated with kid gloves and we shouldn't criticize him and we should just chalk up whatever failures he has to the growing pains of youth, I I think that disrespects him because he wasn't satisfied. He wasn't walking off the field shrugging his shoulders going, well, that was a good lesson for me. I failed <laughs> in the fourth quarter, but hey, I, at least I'll grow from it. Um, he was pissed. and And that you should feel good about as a Packers fan. That he's not looking at it going, that's ah, okay that I failed. Like, it's okay that I didn't complete a fourth quarter pass. Because I'm learning and I'm improving. And this is about growth and development and, and learning. and uh, Like, any guy worth his salt is not going to be that way. And I think Jordan Love is worth his salt. I, I don't think he thought that was acceptable in any way. I think he was pissed. And so, for us to then coddle him with this, no, no, you're still awesome, no, no, you're still really good. Like, you know, one of the things that I love, uh, you know, I got two amazing kids. I am really lucky. Now, I don't know enough about ballet to be able to break down Maddie's pirouettes. But I know enough about <laughs> soccer and basketball when Sid doesn't play well. And when Sid gets in the car and says, I played like garbage, I respect the hell out of her for that. Because I don't want to be the dad that I say, no, no, you did your best. Like, if she, can, if she is self-aware enough, then that's even better, right? And then we can have a real conversation about how she performed in seventh-grade volleyball or, or seventh-grade soccer. And so for us to be treating Jordan Love differently and saying, well, it's okay that you didn't play well. You
1: know, you're just learning.
0: No, I don't think Jordan <laughs> wants that. Go get your juice, <laughs> and I And, and I, I firmly believe that.
1: Uh, Jason, uh, we happily went way over time with you. Thank you so much for uh, the time today. Thanks, Jason. All right, fellas. Take care. Be good. That is Jason Wilde. Missing any you that. Listen back. Wisconsin on the man. Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. It's brought to you by Revive Restoration, RevivePros.com. If you have damage to your work or home, we'll probably throw a stone next. This is to Hamilton. We're by Coors Light. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.